Welcome to Outside the Box, trying not to get caught up in the craziness. Today's topic is election madness. Election fever has infected our country again. In fact, it's become almost a permanent disease, even worse than the annual flu bug. It's an almost daily soap opera, publicized by print, electronic, and social media. If I see or hear it, I have to turn it off because it tries to take over my life, and maybe yours too. It used to be that one year out of four was reserved for a preoccupation with who will be our next president and elections of congressional representatives and senators. Now it often starts the day after the winner takes office, or maybe even sooner. Everyone, everything else takes a back seat the economy, human and civil rights, war and peace, the environment. We may hear about the flavor of the month issue, the latest virus, Black Lives Matter, a hurricane or flood or earthquake, Me Too, but these all fade away in the face of the next election. Some other countries at least limit political campaigns to a few weeks at most, which reduces the agony. But it's the election system itself that's flawed, not how long it goes on. We hear about candidates sniping at each other, much more than the, what policies they stand for. We get inundated with 30-second ads, slick mailers, soundbite interviews, and lawn signs in the last few months. It's all theater. Billions are spent on campaigns, when that we could be using instead for, for insulating homes and businesses or paying for universal health care. We're picking people based on how they debate or how electable they are or how attractive they and their families are or how snappy their comebacks to an insult or challenge. Winning elections requires certain skills, but the ability to govern is not one of them. The most outrageous and horrible a candidate's statements are, the more their popularity rises. It's no wonder more and more presidents are actors, musicians, comedians, reality TV personalities, or national gadflies. Would picking names at random really be worse than the election system we have now? The irony is that we can't even depend on our elections being free and fair anymore. The Russians, and who knows who else, want to manipulate us to get their best friends or the politicians they can control into office. Hackers will be trying to take down electronic voting equipment, so every vote won't count. If the current president loses, he may claim fraud and throw the whole country into a massive street fight. Cynics say that elections are just a way to ensure those with wealth and power maintain their control of the government, while the public still thinks we're a democracy. As elections get pricier, that analysis seems more and more accurate. Isn't it time we put on the brakes and came to a screeching halt with this election madness? What's important is finding out what the will and desires of the public are and how to express them through laws, policies, 
and how we all live our lives. Sadly, the politicians we elect don't often represent our will and desires. Only a minuscule part of the population supports white supremacy and the destruction of the environment in the interests of large corporations. But that's what we're getting with the current White House resident. Over 90% want stricter gun control legislation, but Congress has gone nowhere with that. Most U.S.ers want us to spend only a small percentage of the hundreds of billions of dollars that the federal government now gives to the military. There are other ways to carry out our public desires through how we govern. We can use more polling, surveys, and referenda to know what the public really thinks. We can use direct democracy more and representative democracy, including elections, much less. Are you prepared to tolerate election craziness between now and November and then again as soon as the election is over? Or do you want some other system? I'm Larry Danzinger, wishing the election season had never started.